My biggest fear would be when the first comes and I don't get the rent. I found that my tenant had dumped concrete down my toilet. Can you believe Fair Housing fined me $5,000 for that? How do you onboard your tenants? What do you do? I don't even know if I do it right. If you're a landlord, don't just rent, rent perfect. The Rent Perfect Podcast with property expert and private investigator, David Pickron. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Rent Perfect Podcast. I have Scott Aubrey with me. Scott, how are you doing today? Amazing, thank Scott, you. Scott, are you a subscriber of our podcast? I am. You are? Yes. Okay. I'm a subscriber too, and when we launch a new podcast, I get notified. If you're not a subscriber of the Rent Perfect Podcast, push the button right now because we got some great things coming out. It's been good the last couple of years, but this year, how it's laying out, there's some good stuff coming down. Yes, yeah. And uh, it's it's kind of the time where we all reflect on why we've been a landlord and what we should change. This is the year that we're really going to really, I think, advance and become that next generation landlord. So subscribe. It's important to know what we're talking about, what we're doing, and our innovations. Uh, we certainly would love to have you. And we want to find you know, the right renter the first time so you're successful. So you can have your life outside of your rentals and just have your rentals run run smoothly. Yep. But Scott, we um, you know, we always try to be positive here, and I always try to say, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to win. We're going to win as right. landlords, but we need to we need to go through some some stupidity today. And and I, I'm sorry to be so hard. I mean, that's I, I don't know how that's else a strong to word. Say. I yeah, mean, you know, I, I try to be nice and you know, hey, you know, good intentions and all the stuff, but we're getting downright just scary yeah. out silly in, out in yeah. out in louisville louisville L- louisville okay i'm gonna probably say it wrong today and those people <laughs> from louisville are probably gonna go this guy is an idiot he doesn't even know how to say our well you're not saying right? louisville which would be a total western okay. faux pas but so yeah. i call it louisville <laughs> my friends out there go you know you got to learn to say it and uh <laughs> i don't know if i have that muscle in the louisville it's a single it's a it's louisville. a one consonant word that should be like three <laughs> Louisville, yeah, but Louisville, <laughs> Louisville, yeah. All right, well, I have some great friends out there in Kentucky, um, and a lot of them are worried about what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Ordinance 146, uh, kind of a crazy ordinance that the city council put out. I, I want to put a disclaimer that I'm not an attorney, you're not an I'm attorney. Not an attorney yeah. We're taking this from a landlord's perspective. Um, we definitely want you to go see your attorney and make decisions off of your attorney's counsel. Okay, I'm just going to sit back, read a law that is, by the way, as about poorly written as I've ever seen. Um, And we're just going to talk about just the craziness going on. Well, let me just let me. It starts out real well. The Louisville Metro Council seeks to enhance the health, safety and general welfare of the public. I like that. Okay. And then it goes it goes off the rails from there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I said earlier, sometimes there's good intentions, and then how we get there is um, can be a train wreck. Yeah. You know. So right. And I think sometimes with it, that these city councils, in an effort to do a lot of good, don't look at the long, always the long-term play of how these things really are going to affect communities, landlords, especially since we're talking about landlords today, but. Well, I don't mean to be mean, but I wonder if they just don't have the experience yeah. and the knowledge to really understand all angles. Like, they're they're pigeonholed into one angle, and that is help homeless, help criminals get housing, and they do not understand how 
Everything's tied together, mm-hmm. and you affect A and D down the road is going to crumble. Yeah, right. Sometimes getting rid of the problem on the street, where we don't see it anymore, is a feel good for the city. Right. But the reality of it is impacts communities, neighborhoods, individual lives much more than we you know. Think. It seems to be our government used to say, "Hey, let's let's work together. Let's let's bring everyone to the table. Let's let's solve these problems." And now. A lot of these things are being dealt with in the, you know, out the back door, you know, when no one else is looking. This is one where I called a couple of my friends out in Kentucky, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "This thing is passed and going into effect yeah, March first. Yeah. And I live in Arizona, and I'm tracking this stuff. You're in Kentucky. You didn't even hear about it. So, um, but why do we put this on a national podcast, Scott? We usually don't get into specific city ordinances and stuff like that for our national, but. But we always feel like if we know what's going on here, it's like a cancer. Mm-hmm. It will spread. It's going to spread. It will spread. And so we need to kind of kill it where, where it starts and not let it get traction. Because the minute no one challenges this, other city councils are going to go, oh, that was a great idea. Yeah. Let's do that. Seems so, to be working for them. Let's go. You know, in a nutshell, um, it pretty much took private housing and really is forcing you to manage it like public housing. Okay, so in a way, you know, there's two ways to seize government seizure of property. One is just to flat take it, eminent domain, Mm -hmm. right? Um, We want to put something here. You own the property. You won't sell it to us. Tough luck. Yeah, we're taking over. And then there's another way where they slowly regulate you into seizing your property. Because the reality is if you have your property rights and your freedoms, you probably could make your own rules as a landlord. But in more and more cities... You can't. Yeah. Your, your partner is the government, and they're going to tell you how to run your business. You know? Yeah. So in a nutshell, this ordinance pretty much says we're going to add, which is scary, to a protected class. Will you, will you yeah, let me, let read, me read that exact wording? Let me read exactly to you here. Uh, so we, we talk about a couple different things regarding sale, purchase, exchange, rental, or lease of, uh, of a housing accommodation. But it says uh, that we will... We will not deny those services to an individual because of race, color, religion, national origin, familial status, disability, sex, gender identity. Okay, stop right there. Okay. We're used to that. Yeah. Those protected are, those classes, are protected right? classes. Yeah, we get it. Now, now, what are they adding to that? Okay. Um, so lawful source of income, conviction history or arrest history, prior military service, or homeless status. Okay. So source of income. Let's, let's get into their minds. Source of income. Okay, so they're saying, hey, listen, people don't have to have jobs anymore. If the federal government gives them a, a Section 8 voucher or something, mm-hmm. you can no longer discriminate against a source of income. Okay? So um, they want everyone to be able to take Section 8 housing. Right, because yep. if I say no, yeah. I don't take a Section Eight voucher. Well, well, you're discriminating against source of income. Right. So now our ability to verify where the money's coming from, how secure it is, is now gone. Yep. Okay. What's been, the next one? Uh, so conviction history or arrest history. Okay, we never use arrest history anyways as yeah. we do our backgrounds. Um, it's illegal. Yeah, just just because <laughs> someone got arrested doesn't mean that they're going to be um, charged. 
they could be caught up in something and, and, and arrested and, and detained. And so mm-hmm. we usually, as private investigators doing backgrounds, we will usually look at when it is filed with the court and what is the charge. Yeah. Sometimes you're arrested for one thing, charged with another. Yeah, most and, of the times uh, I think you are, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, so we use it as, a, as right. a tool to track something. Okay, they were arrested. Now we can at least breadcrumb that to, right. okay, where's a conviction? But yeah. So now convictions. Mm-hmm. So. So you noticed when I stopped you, the ones all prior were were um, maybe parts of you you couldn't make a choice. I, I can't decide what race I am. Right. Right. I can't decide. You know, I, I guess I decide my familial status, but in a way, I don't. I can't decide if I'm single and I want to be married, but I haven't found that person. Mm-hmm. And so it's some of the stuff is kind of just out of your control. Yeah. Right. So notice now they're adding things that are choices. Now these are choices. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. I, I choose to go and steal, rape, pillage, wh- whatever you want to say, and that was a choice of mine, and now I'm going to be protected from making those choices. That just doesn't seem right to yeah. me. And I don't truly believe that the city has really thought this out because in their own city documents, right, their purpose and vision in their city documents is Louisville Metro Government is the catalyst for creating a world-class city that provides its citizens with safe and vibrant neighborhoods, great jobs, and a strong system of education and innovation and a high quality of life, okay? So what they're telling you is they're going to provide that for you. You're not going to provide it for yourself. So just sit back and give your life up to them, and they'll make policies that are going to have good, safe, vibrant neighborhoods. But we're going to have good, safe, vibrant neighborhoods, but we're going to protect the criminal element, and they actually are going to live right next to you. Yeah. And you can't do anything about and, it. And there's nothing you can do. And yeah. if you do, you're going to get a lawsuit against you for discriminating. And so, um, you know, and what's funny is I, I call the city, and I ask the city, hey, listen, okay, if criminal history arrest records is a protected class now. Um, I imagine you guys aren't doing any background checks for city employees. Right. Right. You're, you're telling landlords we can't use that criminal history, so you guys aren't either, right, because they're a protected class. And the answer was? And the answer is, um, <laughs> no, we have a two- or three-week screening process, you know. Kay. And even, even in their department strategic objectives right here in their printed, it says um, supply all Louisville Metro government departments with the highest caliber of job applicants. So they want the highest job caliber job applicants. Yep. Best of the best. Best of the best. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. But they don't want me to get the best of the best tenant. But, but they want the best of the best, right? Okay. That, that so, smacks of unfairness. <laughs> yeah. Back to stupidity. <laughs> okay. Highest caliber of a job applicant through a streamlined, efficient, and transparent recruitment and selection process. They are screening their people, right? Mm-hmm. But we're not allowed to. Yeah. Well, I think you're allowed to, but you're just not allowed to do anything with it. <laughs> well, we're not allowed to find the highest caliber. Cor- correct. Because we can't use any of the information to get to the, the decision of who yep. is the highest caliber, right? So, um, you know, I'm not even worried in this law about them kind of underhandling saying you can't use criminal history because in this ordinance they put all kind of carve-outs. Sure. Right? And 
I, I, I tell people, you hardly even need to read this thing. You need to go to the very last page. You want to read that very last <coughs> yeah. paragraph for us? Yep. So After listing is... all these things we can and can't do, and, and then they give us this very last carve-out. Yeah, this last carve-out says, Other criminal activity which may threaten the health or safety of the owner, property management staff, or person performing a contract administration function or responsibility on behalf of... Uh, the housing authority. Okay. Wow. We just went through how many, what page number is that? Uh, page 10. We just went through 10 pages of carve-outs, and at the very end it pretty much says, yeah, if you think that this will affect your health or safety. Well, what the heck are we doing background yeah. checks for in the first place? <laughs> right? Yeah. It's. Uh, That's the whole purpose of this is to try and protect... So I'm not really worried about the ordinance and how it's going to affect us as landlords. You know, they might change that last paragraph. You know, maybe we shouldn't talk about it yeah. because we're going to alert them where right. their holes are. But my whole concern is if we're adding a protected class in a city, then the county's going to add a protected class. The states are going to add protected classes. And where are we going to stop, right? I mean, their protected classes we went through, source of income went through, uh, criminal history, but they also went military service. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe I there's just not that one or two situations I've thought about or been part of, but I have a lot of military friends. We They are cherished. Yeah. When they say, hey, I'm in the military, they board the airplanes first, right? They get preferential treatment, not because the law says they do. It's because of our honor and them protecting mm -hmm. this country. I would be personally mad if someone was, was mean to one of our service yeah. members. I think the whole country would still, we don't need a law. To tell yeah. us, we'd say what? Yeah, it's a thank you, know? you for your service, not yeah. a yeah. Uh, oh, you know. Yeah. Hey, thanks so, a lot for your service. So, if someone who put that into this law feels like in my neck of the woods, maybe maybe I'm just you know living in the wrong part of the country. I don't know that we down our military, and if we do, gosh darn it, I'm sticking up for him. Yeah. Because Scott, one of the personal things in my life is I regret is I didn't serve in the military. I regret that every single day as I enjoy my freedoms. And, and the rights that are slowly being taken away. Mm -hmm. But I enjoy a great country because of men and women who fought for me. And I have a little bit of guilt there. And so I do some things right now with some veterans associations and stuff just to kind of make up for maybe that year. Give that, back that, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, you can justify it. We weren't in war when I was at about the, the time that you would go into the Army. And, 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 and we were pretty peaceful. And, but still, I just, I just love this country so much. And I appreciate the people who fight for it. So, yeah. If you're discriminating against the Army, Navy, Marines, there's many of them. I, um, I, I just don't think that that's happening. Um, and then homelessness. How, what do you deprive a person who's homeless? I mean, um, they're going to have to qualify or s based on source of income. Yeah. Right? So I don't know where that falls into to play. If they can either afford the place or can't afford the place, if they have a good clean criminal history, they maybe have to, in our criteria, have a history of a good rental verification, you know, and a good job verification. There's much more than, we're not one-dimensional as landlords. We're looking at a lot of things yeah. and saying, okay, well, bottom line is, are we going to get our rent, and are they going to take care of our house? I think what you said is important there, because it's, we, as a landlord, if I don't have any criteria, then everybody qualifies, right? That's, that's and, true. And having a criteria regarding any, any facet of you know, qualification to get into my property helps strengthen me as a landlord. You know, being, being, you know, yeah, do you have the funds to do it? Right. Do you, do you qualify? I mean, is there a way to, for you to pay 
you know, your, your situation may have changed from being homeless or not homeless. You may have gotten employment and now you're not homeless anymore. Hey, can you qualify? Do you meet my criteria? So, hey, Scott, I've got your application here. Mm -hmm. Looks like you just got hired over at Amazon. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, That's great. Looks like you're making, you know, five grand a month. That's Mm -hmm. that's certainly enough to pay the rent. Um, Looks like you have no criminal history. That's Um, correct. I did some employment verifications, or I'm sorry, some residential verifications on your last landlord really loved you. Before that, there was this hole. I couldn't find what... You, where you were two years ago. Yeah. Were you went, homeless? Went through some tough times, and yeah, it was that, oh, for three months I was You know homeless. what? Sorry, you can't qualify yeah. because you were home. I mean, do you it's really silly. think that happens? Yeah. You know, I, I, I've i never seen it happen, me personally, but it, there might be pockets of the country where that might be a thing, but I, I don't know. Uh, that's, well, pretty, that's a pretty heartless landlord. If you're a landlord managing like that, Turn off your computer right yep. now. Don't watch our podcast. Don't subscribe. Or, or, or actually maybe <laughs> watch them a bunch of times yeah. because that is not the way you manage. You know, yeah. you're making the good landlords look yeah. bad. I just have a hard time believing. We are in the business of getting good people to pay us rent. In our, we're not in the business of denying people. Mm-hmm. You think? Do you think we love to deny people? Like that's one of the worst phone calls I make when I send yeah. them an adverse action letter and, hey, sorry. And I, there's no joy in that. Right. I would love the first person who applies at my properties to be the person who moves into them every single time. It solves my problem. I get that thing filled. You get a house. And we move about our lives. Everybody wins. So. In that. Yeah, that doesn't always happen. Well, Scott, I, um, you know, it just comes back to this. If, if we started with the protected classes and I said to you, okay, um, you can't you can't discriminate against a black person for getting a job at Louisville, okay? Mm-hmm. You can't discriminate, but you can discriminate against them for housing, right? We're almost kind of if it's a protected class, it needs to be across the board. And yeah. I flip that, right? So what they're saying is, okay, um, we can discriminate against you know the homeless, the source of income the criminal convictions at the city when you get hired. So we can discriminate against you at your employment, but landlords, you can't discriminate against them for housing. Listen, if you're protected class, you're protected here, you're protected there, you're protected everywhere. They don't even know what they're doing. And I would love someone to go and apply at Louisville, get turned down for criminal history, and then sue them and use this law in their defense and saying, well, you're not letting landlords do this and Mm -hmm. I need a job right so my point is is why this is so scary for me is if you're a protected class you have coverage everywhere right housing employment yep everywhere we can't start picking out pockets of who's protected in what area you're protected or you're not protected and that's what ticks me off about this law and that's why I've made several phone calls to all my friends in big places saying this is something we need to go down the road and and really kill if it was just about criminal convictions or you can't do a criminal background check, Seattle's done that. That's getting fought in the courts right now. But this is about adding people to protected classes at the city level, and I just think that it's dangerous, not just for landlords. It's dangerous for our whole society, and it's, it needs to be overturned. So hopefully the powers to be will help yeah. help us do that. Imagine if you're an employer and all of a sudden, oh, you can't use any of this. You know, you have to hire criminals. You have to hire this or yeah. that because it's they're no longer protected. I agree. Across the board, application, or not at all. Well, and then we're back to a safe and vibrant neighborhood, safe government, right? Mm-hmm. There is a reason we have public records laws. There is a reason we do background checks. There is a reason that this country, most of this country wants background checks done when someone buys a gun. Yeah. 
right? There's some protection and there's mm-hmm. some safety there. So this is a this is a farce. Um, hey, we talk about how this is going to be the year of fighting. And uh, and we'll probably have several more podcasts about different things going on around the country that we need to fight. Let's wake up. Let's join our associations. Let's rally. Let's throw some money in the till because sometimes that's what it takes. Yep. And Scott, appreciate you. Yep. I think you're going to end with a little bit of subscribe. Yeah, we'd love you to subscribe. link and subscribe to our po- our <laughs> podcast. Uh, hit the bell for notifications. We'd love to have more followers out there that can learn and benefit from this kind of uh, information. So. Until next time, rent perfect.